0: I'm Mark Vinette, and this is the Story of America. Hello and welcome. I hope you will join me on this exciting and fascinating journey through time that is the history of the United States of America and its continental neighbors. Although I have greatly enjoyed traveling the world throughout my lifetime, North America remains my home and holds a special place in my mind, heart, and soul. For decades, I have pursued my passion for this part of the world as a historian, author, professor, scholar, radio host, lecturer, researcher, and passionate tourist. I have chosen to present the eclectic history of America in a series of detailed episodes. Each episode, I shall attempt to inform, teach, and entertain you in a positive manner with the sweeping saga of America from its deep history origins to our present epoch. My first task is to share with you, the listener, my personal definition of the term North America. As you well know, history is not black and white, it's grey, complicated, and sometimes messy. And that applies to the geographical limits and borders of our world's continents. The huge American landmass occupies the majority of Earth's western hemisphere and is divided into many different sections. Some divvy it up into four parts North America, South America, Central America, and the West Indies or Caribbean islands. Others prefer the simpler and straightforward approach of grouping all territories and countries into the two recognized continents of North America and South America. This oft-used view defines North America at its broadest and includes 29 countries from Canada to Panama. The narrow view includes only two nations, Canada and the United States. For the purposes of this series, I have decided to define North America according to an alternative viewpoint reflected in certain modern treaties. My North America, And yours, if you choose to join me, includes the USA, Canada, and Mexico. Episodes of this series shall explore the interesting, compelling, inspiring, and tragic stories of these three great nations, their inhabitants, heroes, villains, leaders, and respective geographies. My goal is to make this series fun for everyone. History should be savored and enjoyed by all, not only historians. As mentioned, history is not black and white. Nothing is. Rainbow colors mixed with subtle shades of gray permeate within and around most events, occurrences, eras, and personal lives so that in order to fully understand history, one must piece together a delicate puzzle of facts and impressions into a multicolored mosaic that is, at best, in focus. The degree of focus depends on the ability of the generation looking back to properly digest an enormous amount of information, covering a wide span of time. This premise surely applies to the history of America. This historical period should not be put into a vacuum and understood only via its location on our planet. Instead, it should be analyzed and viewed on a more comprehensive scale, in a global context and generations of time. Objectivity remains any historian's ultimate but purely unattainable goal. No matter how hard one tries, life's many experiences and influences inevitably, and most often unconsciously, lead all spectators, reporters, and historians towards undeniable and universally natural human subjective traits. With this in mind, I will nevertheless attempt in good faith to take it upon myself to explain events and attitudes as they were, and not as one might wish them to have been. Also, I shall attempt to avoid the oversimplification of causes. Rarely is one event the direct cause of only or simply one other event. Situations and occurrences usually arise due to a variety and multitude of reasons that uncover and give the best and fullest understanding of what happened. It is thus with this open-minded, prism-like attitude that I shall look and search for the multiple causes that led to the thrilling story of North America, an action-packed tale, by the way, that is still unfolding. For example, this series will paint a canvas that illuminates the political, economic, and social landscapes of America, from prehistoric origins up to the computer age. This fascinating historical journey will follow an unavoidable path of exciting events led by people who at times reach beyond their grasp to touch key moments in time. The series shall sweep across the grand issues of the day and reveal ominous signs of things to come. Together, we will voyage back to earlier times and investigate incidents that set in motion a series of events that help explain the close yet sometimes contentious relationship of the USA and its continental neighbors. The United States, Mexico, and Canada have many important geographic features and attributes in common. They share the coastlines of two oceans, the Appalachian Highlands, four of the Great Lakes, the Interior Plains, the Rocky Mountains, and many deserts and rivers. It is not surprising, therefore that the history of the exploration and subsequent settlement of these countries are closely interrelated. The complete history of America cannot, I repeat, cannot be properly analyzed and understood without reference to the history of the continent. In this episode, we will be traveling back, way back, into deep time, to the very beginnings of the North American continent, the geographical home of the United States, Follow me on this epic journey of discovery to the early pivotal environmental and geological forces that eventually led to the evolution and formation of the continent. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds, Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane, not only lost weight but she also found relief from arthritis lynn lost over 45 pounds calatrin contains collagen the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body which decreases as we age taking calatrin promotes better sleep more energy less joint pain and best of all weight loss calatrin has an amazing 86 percent success rate with their 90-day supply North America is entirely within the Northern Hemisphere and almost all within the Western Hemisphere. It is bordered to the north by the Arctic Ocean, to the east by the Atlantic Ocean, to the southeast by South America and the Caribbean Sea, and to the west and south by the Pacific Ocean. North America covers an area of about 17% of the Earth's landmass and about 5% of its total surface. It is the third largest continent by area, following Asia and Africa, and the fourth by population, after Asia, Africa, and Europe. The continental crust of North America started to form four billion years ago and then began large scale motion. The lithosphere, which is the rigid outermost shell of our planet, is broken into tectonic plates. Where the Earth's plates meet, Their relative movement cause earthquakes, volcanic activity, mountain building, and oceanic trench formation along these plate boundaries or faults. One such boundary is the continental San Andreas Fault that extends roughly 1,200 kilometers or 750 miles through California. It forms a tectonic boundary between the Pacific Plate and the North American Plate and its horizontal motion produces earthquakes, and is the popular fanciful notion that the California coast will one day be swallowed up by the ocean. Actually, geologic and scientific evidence predict that, far from falling into the sea, Los Angeles will one day be adjacent to San Francisco. The great continental construction project that built North America began with the supercontinent Rodinia which formed 1.2 billion years in the past by accretion and collision of fragments produced by the breakup of an older supercontinent. The word Rodinia originates from the Russian, and fittingly means to beget, to give birth, as well as motherland and birthplace. When Rodinia broke up, it split into several pieces. One piece eventually produced the most recent supercontinent to have existed, Pangaea, assembled approximately 335 million years ago. Pangaea began to break apart about 175 million years from the present. The final phase of its rifting produced the continental craton of Laurentia, which would later become North America. You may recognize the word Laurentia for it is named after Canada's Laurentian Shield, home of spectacular landscapes and the majestic Laurentian Mountains, which received their name from the St. Lawrence River, named after the early Christian martyr, Lawrence of Rome. Okay, before moving on, let's recap. North America came from Laurentia, which was spawned by Pangaea, which in turn was produced by Rudinia, Now that we've got that straight, let's proceed. Life on what would eventually be North America began 3.8 million years ago. The wide variety of organisms that eventually formed on the continent are imprinted in the Burgess Shale, a fossil-bearing deposit exposed in the Canadian Rockies of British Columbia that is famous for the exceptional preservation of extraordinarily diverse 500-million-year-old fossils. The first fish appeared 535 million years ago, and insects began crawling and buzzing about 480 million years in the past. The first reptiles appeared 320 million years ago, with dinosaurs arriving 251 million years before the present, ushering in the Mesozoic era, with its famous Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous periods. Our distant ancestor, mammals, took the stage 225 million years ago and survived the KT extinction event that killed all the land dinosaurs, including North America's ferocious T-Rex. 66 million years ago, a giant asteroid fell from the sky and smashed into Earth in what is present-day southeastern Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. Scientists consider this event as the leading factor in the disappearance of the terrestrial dinosaurs. The Cretaceous Tertiary extinction, also known as the KT event, was a sudden mass extinction of almost 80% of the plant and animal species on Earth. It marked the end of the Cretaceous period and with it the entire Mesozoic era, opening the Cenozoic era that continues today. In the geologic record, The K-T event is identified by a narrow dark layer of sediment called the K-T boundary, which can be found throughout our planet in terrestrial and marine rocks. The thin boundary clay shows high levels of the metal iridium, which is rare in the Earth's crust, but abundant in some asteroids. As originally proposed by a team of scientists in 1980, it is now generally accepted that the K-T extinction was triggered By the violent impact of an immense extraterrestrial body about nine miles wide, which devastated the global environment, mainly through a period of prolonged winter which halted photosynthesis in plankton and plants. Following the cratering event, the asteroid and terrestrial rocks would have vaporized and dispersed as an aerosol into the atmosphere, initiating longer term effects on the climate environment and food chain. Additional contributing or causal factors to the extinction may also have included volcanic eruptions, geologic events, climate change, diseases, changing plant communities, and sea level change. The impact hypothesis was bolstered by the discovery in the 1990s of the 112-mile-wide crater geographically centered near the Mexican town of Chicxulub, located off the Gulf of Mexico. Which provided conclusive evidence that the KT boundary line sediment represented debris from an asteroid impact. The fact that the extinctions occurred simultaneously provides convincing evidence that they were caused by the deviant celestial body. Although a wide range of species vanished in the KT extinction, the best known being the land bound dinosaurs, the mass extinction also provided evolutionary opportunities. In its wake, many groups underwent remarkable adaptive changes, sudden and prolific divergence into new forms and species within the disrupted and emptied ecological niches. Mammals, in particular, diversified, evolving new forms such as elephants, whales, horses, kangaroos, bats, and primates. It can be strongly argued that the death of the dinosaurs produced ecological space for the emergence of mammals leading directly to us, modern humans. Let's now reveal the incredible evolutionary and geographical journey early humans undertook to eventually reach North America. We continue the twists and turns of the continent's life story by following the trail of early humans from their emergence in Africa To the four corners of the North American continent, the geographical home of the United States. Let's embark on an exciting, epic voyage back in deep time to the rise of hominins up until the arrival of modern humans on the continent. This section's question is simple When and how did humans arrive in North America? The answer, however, is complicated, controversial and shrouded in mystery our distant ancestor mammals took the stage 225 million years ago and survived the kt extinction event that killed all the land dinosaurs including triceratops and north america's biggest dinosaur alamosaurus 66 million years ago mammals took over the ecological niches after this mass extinction event emptied ecological space once filled by the non-avian dinosaurs and other groups of reptiles. Mammals then diversified very quickly and underwent an exponential increase in body size, becoming the dominant animals on the continent. These huge beasts included American mastodons, Colombian and Woolly Mammoths, saber-toothed cats, and a slew of wildlife such as giant lions, Bears, sloths, beavers, condors, and tortoises. These magnificent large creatures roam North America until the arrival of humans. Primates arose from small terrestrial mammals. Relative to body size, primates have large brains compared to other mammals, as well as an increased reliance on visual acuity at the expense of the sense of smell which is the dominant sensory system in most mammals. Humans are a species of highly intelligent primates. Together with chimpanzees, gorillas, and orangutans, humans are part of the primate family of great apes known as hominids. Five million years ago, the first hominids, our early ancestors, evolved from primates, but not in North America. The evolution of standing on two feet or bipedalism began in primates about four million years ago, but not in North America. Hominins began making and using tools about three million years ago, but not in North America. Hominins migrated out of eastern Central Africa about two million years ago to other continents, but not to North America. Human-like hominins began branching off into different species, including Neanderthals and early archaic humans, less than one million years ago, but not in North America. The first anatomically modern humans walked southern Africa 300,000 years ago and began to spread globally 200,000 years later, but again, not yet to North America. 90,000 BP, that is, before present, humans began to exhibit evidence of behavioral modernity, including a larger, well-developed brain, which enabled advanced abstract reasoning, language, problem-solving, and culture through social learning. They were the first hominins to be self-aware and conscious of themselves and their place in the world. But once again... Not yet in North America. So, when and how did humans arrive in North America? Although the continent was flushed with a multitude of plants and animals, it is believed that North America was reached by its first human populations during the last glacial period of the current ice age that caused the lowering of the sea level, exposing Beringia the Bering land bridge between Alaska and Siberia allowing travel across by land or via a maritime route, hugging a coast, using primitive boats. Competing scientific discoveries and opinions place the crossing of human populations from Asia at approximately 39,000 to 17,000 years ago. These populations expanded south, along the shoreline, or migrated through an ice-free land corridor. Following grazing animal herds, sea creatures, plant-based sustenance, and warmer climates, they spread rapidly throughout the continent. Exactly how and when was North America populated by humans? The debate rages on. The prevalent migration models outline different time frames for the Asian migration from the Bering Straits and subsequent dispersal of the founding population throughout the continent. The most well-known and long-standing hypothesis involved the Clovis people, a prehistoric Stone Age culture named for distinct stone tools dating back 13,000 years, found near Clovis, New Mexico, in the earliest 20th century. Following the discovery, the Clovis people came to be regarded as the first human inhabitants who created a widespread culture in the Americas. However, this theory has since been challenged by several pre-Clovis archaeological discoveries pushing back the possible date of the first arrivals. Various claims predating the Clovis culture have become issues of fierce contention between scientists who vehemently disagree on the conclusive evidence of older sites. Many theories have and still are being put forth, and a multitude of books and academic papers have been published on the subject. This exciting field of research is still alive and kicking. The peopling of North America is a long-standing open question, and while advances in archaeology, geology, anthropology, and DNA analysis have shed progressively more light on the topic, significant questions remain unresolved. While there is general agreement that North America was first settled from Asia, the pattern of migration, its timing, and the place or places of origin in Eurasia of the peoples who migrated to North America remain unclear. In other words, stand by folks, new evidence is continually being discovered Causing popular theories to be refined, new ideas developed, and old beliefs discredited. The earliest populations in North America, regardless of how and when they arrived, are collectively known as Paleo Americans. The Greek derived word paleo means old, archaic, ancient. The Paleo American period precedes the advent of agriculture and is characterized by a nomadic hunting and Gathering lifestyle. Big game hunting was a large component of the subsistence strategy of the super predator Paleo American populations until their over hunting activities contributed to the extinction of the continent's mammalian megafauna. Although the indications and timing of the end of this stage vary between regions, the Paleo American period is taken to have lasted until about 10,000 years ago when the last glacial period ended, causing sea levels to rise and flood the Beringia land bridge, closing the primary migration route from Siberia. At this time, the continent's climate stabilized and its inhabitants began gradually shifting to a more sedentary, small-game hunting and agricultural existence. Next time, we will begin exploring the illuminating and vibrant post-Paleo-American period, which lasted up to the arrival of Europeans on the continent during the Great Age of Exploration. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you're enjoying the story.